welcome to the Soar Community Network podcast with your host, Malie Ponpadit. Here, inside our community, we help each other see, own, articulate, and release our unique message and mission into the world. Uncover your gifts and talents, release your passions, own your purpose, and let's soar together. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the SOAR Community Network podcast. I am your host, Mali Ponfidit, and today we have Miyoko Taylor. He is a best-selling author, entrepreneur, and personal development coach. A New Jersey native, Miyoko Taylor's career as a personal development leader has allowed him the opportunity to share his expertise worldwide. He has worked with corporate professionals, CEOs, industry leaders, entrepreneurs, and celebrities and public figures, guiding them towards self-improvement. Taylor's action-based approach has been the catalyst in helping thousands of people achieve breakthrough results in their personal and professional lives. His current mission is to help 100 million people find their passion, take control of their future, and create their own version of success. He is well on his way to accomplishing this vision through his coaching programs, dynamic public speaking, and published books. His latest project, Find Your Amazing, Five Steps to Transforming Your Life, is already a bestseller and continues to spread his message of balance, clarity, and maximizing your true potential. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You're so very welcome. So I'm very curious to know uh, what amazing means to you and what it means to find your amazing. Well, find your amazing is pretty much that particular gift, that skill, that ability that uh, you're pretty much born with. I think we're miracles. I mean, if you're born on this earth now, you're a miracle. You're a walking, living, breathing miracle. And I think we possess particular gifts that are unique to us, which makes us shine as individuals. And utilizing those gifts and tapping into that potential allows us a particular um, way that we can contribute to the world and society as a whole. So that's what your amazing is. It can be one thing or it can be a number of things, but I am a true believer that we all particularly have that amazing within us. Uh, The thing is, most of us don't know how to tap into that. So let me ask you this. When was it in your life that you were able to uncover your own amazingness? Uh, What was the turning point for you? What changed it all for you to help you come to the realization that you too are a walking, breathing miracle? You know, it's it's very interesting. I often tell people, they ask me how long I've been coaching, and I say I've been coaching since I was a kid. I was always that person people went to for advice, um, always had that desire to, to care and to nurture um, other people. And I think it was when I found myself at a point of working at a nine to five that I absolutely hated. I mean, waking up, I instantly got feelings of anxiety. I dreaded going to this particular workplace, which I absolutely hated. Um, I was in a relationship uh, for seven years, which was emotionally draining, something that we both should not have stayed in, uh, but we were comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh, We were in a particular comfort zone and scared to be alone. And that relationship continued to um, take a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of um, things that we truly wanted to do in our separate lives away from us. 
Um, and then my health started to fail. Um, I started to balloon to a particular weight that just wasn't good for me and um, periods of depression. All these things were going on. So one day I look into the mirror and I look at myself and I burst into tears and I didn't recognize who I was. And I knew at that point there were only one of two decisions that I could make. I could either continue to go down this road um, in an environment where my health was going to get worse uh, my depression, all these other things that were going wrong in my life, um, I can continue to go down this road or I can make the scariest decision that I've ever made. And that was to completely go against the conventional norms, um, against everything that I was particularly um, accustomed to, um, doing things the the customary way of, of going to school and getting a degree and working a nine to five and receiving that pension. Um, those were the type of things that I knew from the very beginning early on, I wanted a different path in my life. So I had to make that scary decision to start to make those steps towards what I was truly passionate about and what I wanted to do. And it wasn't easy um, at first. Uh, but what I saw when I started to make the first decision, some of that weight lifted. And then I said, you know what, maybe I'm on to something here. So I said, I want to start focusing on things, nothing but the things I truly love to do. And it was difficult. It was out of my comfort zone. There were some challenges, and they still are some challenges, regardless of how successful you are. But I noticed that my passion started to continue to grow, and my overall stress, my overall happiness, uh, my overall concerns, all those things that I had started to begin to lift as if it was just like a weight coming off of me. And I, I truly knew then that this was the direction that I should be taking. Um, and that led me to realizing how to tap into that particular gift or the potential that I had to, you know, to help other people. But I often tell people I had to go through the situations that I went through to be able to truly help someone else and to really tap into what it is that I should be doing now. Now, this is uh, really fascinating because, you know, at the SOAR Community Network, one of the things that we pride ourselves uh, with is the concept of helping people map out their greatest vision, mission, gifts, talents, legacy for life. And I am so curious, what was your process? Because, of course, the first most important step is recognizing that you are even unhappy, that you are not in your on your path that you know something is off that you know the internal compass is basically completely just circling around not really knowing what direction to take but what steps did you actually take pragmatic steps that helped you to uncover the gifts that you are able and uniquely able to give to now your clients it's very fascinating that you even said that i think we have so many things in common. And I'll just explain it in a different way than you did, but it's basically the same thing. One of the things that you have to realize is you have to get to a point where you're self-aware. When I was looking at in the mirror at that point in my life, I instantly became self-aware. I had realized and I accepted there was no more self-denial. And I think oftentimes people, we have this feeling of self-denial. We don't really want to face what's under the curtain. Um, life happens to us on accident. If anything good happens, it's accidental. It's just by circumstance. There's no design. But before you even get there, um, before you even get to having a vision or a mission, you have to get to your self-awareness. You have to realize where I am. 
and really have to be completely, completely brutally honest with yourself. So self-awareness is key. I would say that's the first step for anybody. You have to realize um, what situation you're in to really take advantage of making the changes. If there's no acknowledgement there and you're just uncover, you're just sweeping it under the rug and you're not taking accountability for that, then there's no real change going to be made. And I think that's really important. That's one of the things that I did. So the first thing was really realizing that um, if my life were to end tomorrow, what can I say about it? Have I accomplished any of the things that I wanted to accomplish? What have I been doing? So those those levels of self-awareness, which I really talk about, you know, in my book is that's where it started. Um, and then it can't, then it went to, okay, all right, I'm self-aware. I realized this wasn't what I wanted to be doing. I'm in this particular situation. So what vision do I have for my life? Because you always have to have a vision. I tell people vision is so important. You have to have a vision. So what do I see myself doing? Who am I with? How am I doing it? What am I wearing? What's the temperature like? What's my surroundings like? And I am very specific and very clear with my vision. Um, my vision to me is something that's already happened, but it hasn't happened. I can see the ending, the ending and the beginning. Um, and I often tell people, your vision has to be so compelling, so strong, to where you can almost place yourself there when you close your eyes. And having a vision is important. And then, and then mission, because vision and mission are two different things. Um, the mission is the action that you're going to be taking. That's your everyday activity. The vision is the, is the, the end game. Where do you see yourself? What does it look like? So you, you read, you know, part of my mission to help a hundred million people, um, take control of their life, find their passion and awaken their greatness. That's particularly my mission. So everything that doesn't align with that, I don't really focus on. Um, and that's important. I'll say that again. Everything that I focus on is in alignment with my mission. So that was another step that I took. And then I really started to look at my belief system. We have a series of beliefs that have been adapted by our upbringings, whether it's our parents, those who raised us, our environment, our friends, the media, our surroundings. Those actually have a heavy influence on the actions that we take in our life. So I had to really break that down and really assess those particular things. But before I even got to all these processes, it wasn't until I really started to study personal development um, to where I really started to have these particular breakthroughs. Um, so for me, I'm a very religious person, so it was a lot of prayer. And then looking at these particular avenues, reading particular books, and really figuring out what self-improvement was, what personal development was. So I started to study all these things and vision and those particular things used to come up. So what I found that was lacking in a lot of the motivational speakers or the personal development books is they got you inspired, they got you motivated, but they didn't show you any action steps on how to really continue this. Because we're not always motivated, as you know, we're not always inspired. It's just reality. We're human beings. So in that particular setting, how do I take the daily action steps that I need to create the life of success that I desire? And that's why I created the book that I did. Um, so back to the, to the, to the processes, um, whatever you believe you'll receive, that's one of the chapters in the book. And I am a firm believer of that. Um, your belief system is the foundation for everything. Because your belief system determines what emotions you'll feel, um, whether they're um, relevant um, emotions in the sense is they're directed in the right way. 
um, whether you're going to take the right actions. And I often use this analogy when it comes to a belief system. If you're a business owner, which you are, and you tell me that you want to make six figures this year or whatever you want to make, um, that's an external goal, okay? You're going to see that goal by the amount of money that you have in your bank account or the, the commissions or how, however you see it. That's a very tangible thing that you can see. But if internally, your, internally your mindset is only $50,000 a year or $30,000 a year, you'll never reach that goal. Your external goals have to be in alignment with your internal beliefs. And I think that's what people really miss and they don't really understand that. So I'm a firm believer that success is created from the inside out. I teach that. I live by that every single day. And this is the part that a lot of people are missing and they're not hitting sales goals and they're not becoming successful in the areas that they desire to be because they haven't really dealt what's going on within their mind and in their heart. So that's what you have to deal with first. That is the foundation, the foundation and self-awareness. That's where self-awareness comes in. That's when you start to activate those things. You have to see what is going on with you before you can make any real change. That's great. Those are all really amazing points. Now, let me ask you this because we are all about uh, vulnerability and sharing true journeys and stories mm -hmm. here. Let's talk a little bit about your own personal limiting beliefs and how you've been able to break through them and, uh, and shift them into your current beliefs today. So take us back to a time when you were very, very uh, aware or stuck or um, impacted by your limiting beliefs? What, what are some examples? And, and today, in comparison to today, what are those beliefs now? Oh, wow. Okay. This is, that's a good question. My beliefs back then, I mean, I was truly, truly, really unbalanced in many areas of my life. So one of the biggest beliefs that I had back then was I'm not worthy for success. I mean, I think that's a very common one. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not worthy of success. Um, I don't have the education or for people that don't have degrees, I don't have a degree. Um, um, I'm not smart enough. All these particular things. Um, I feared success. I feared failure. I mean, I, when you name all of the limiting beliefs, I probably had 75% of them. <laughs> so I was in a state where I really had to figure out how, how I was going to get out of this. And the amazing thing about it is, and I tell everybody, there is some serious power in questions. Um, it's just the way our brain works. When we give our brain a question, we start going to work. You know, the mind just starts to work based on that question. So I remember I was thinking, you know, I'm not worthy for this. Uh, maybe I'm not smart enough. And I just asked, my I asked myself a question, why not? And that was the turning point for me. Because I, instead of giving myself excuses as to why I'm not, I reversed the question. Why not? Why am I not worthy? What would happen if I was worthy? So you see what happens there as you start to, your brain starts to process different reactions based on the different question. So I was starting to think of resourceful ways on how I could be worthy or why I am worthy now. And it really start, started to get me to the root cause of why I even thought that way. That's why it's careful. Sometimes we take on the beliefs of others that are not really our own beliefs. 
Sometimes we get lost along the way, which I did. And when I started to question myself, I said, you know what? This is the only different thing that this person is doing as opposed to me. They went out and they got the skills or they sharpened their skills or they met this person or they made they took this particular action step. So once my self-worth, the way I value myself changed, then I mean my entire world started to change. So I just went on a questioning, uh, questioning frenzy. So anytime I had a limiting belief, um, I, I questioned it. Oh, well, you know what? I'm not smart enough. Why am I not smart enough? Okay, well, what can I do to get to that point? I ask myself empowering and resourceful questions. And most of the time, we do not do that as as a general society. We just don't do that. The people that are successful, the people that are um, taking action in spite of fear and the the uh, unsuccessful time after unsuccessful time, and they continue to go. These are the people that have visions and missions that are crystal clear. These are the people that are always questioning themselves when they have those limiting beliefs. So to answer your question is I started to question myself. And what I will find is I will start to accomplish things that I'd never even thought I'd accomplish. And once you do that, that's the turning point for you. Once you accomplish something that you never thought you would accomplish based on a limiting belief, it just kills every other limiting belief. It gives you strength to say, you know what, why not? Because I did this. Now you have something to refer back to. Um, and it just gives you momentum. And that's important. It gives you momentum. So now when I come to limiting beliefs, it's interesting because I think big. My whole perception of things have just completely changed. So I was on a, a radio show. And they asked me, I guess, kind of the similar question, what is something you could do right now if you knew that you wouldn't fail? And I said, I'm working on a curriculum based on my book and based on my my whole Finding Your Amazing system. And I would love to go to D.C. and I would love to talk to um, Congress and those in charge and really kind of reshape the educational system on how we teach in schools and why we're not being taught by entre about entrepreneurship and more about financial literacy and more about principles of personal development. And, you know, that the person said, well, I guess we can expect you to do that in the next couple of years. And I had to laugh <laughs> <laughs> because, because I very, there's rarely a time where I have a lot of limiting beliefs and I had to get there. I don't want people to, to misinterpret what I'm saying. I had to get there and it took some work. It took some work. It's not an overnight thing. But I realized, wow, I'm like, oh, that's something that's out of my comfort zone. And I had to say, you know what? I put it out there to the world. So now that gives me a sense of accountability. So it was funny. Uh, but you always have, and I want to tell people this, I don't care how successful you become. You always have days where you're not inspired. You're not motivated. You have a particular comfort zone you're in. And you have to consistently get out of your comfort zone. You have to consistently expand that. So that is always there. You're always going to feel that particular fear. And the thing about fear is fear feels the same. It's no different whether it's fear that is keeping you from being successful or it's fear that is appropriate. It's trying to keep you from danger, which is you know, why we need the whole uh, fight or flight. Um, but we have to be you have to be self-aware to the point where you know, okay, I'm scared because this is out of my comfort zone, but it is going to take me to the next level. And I think that's what really gets people too. A lot of the limiting beliefs are because of fear, fear of change, fear of what happens next, mm -hmm. fear of I'm not going to be able to live up to this. 
you know, fear of I'm not good enough. So fear is like the nucleus when it comes to a lot of limiting beliefs. Um, so the, it's with, it's the fear that feeds the limiting belief. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think as you were, as you were sharing your, what you put out there on the radio program and you had to chuckle and laugh at yourself. Um, I was just thinking, you know, welcome to being human because no matter how much money you have in your pocket, in your bank, uh, or no matter how little, uh, you never escape this life from being a human being. (laughs) That's that's the one thing is that we're flawed, we're, we're scarred, we're, we're bruised. And, uh, it's a daily, daily walk, uh, to make daily choices and decisions on who we want to be today, how we want to operate, um, and how we want to present ourselves to the world. And I think what you're talking about is, you know, being self-aware helps you make those better decisions when you have to get up, whether it's conscious or, or unconscious, subconsciously. Um, you wake up, you open your eyes, and you got to do something. You got to make a choice. Who am I going to be today? Where do I go today? What do I want to do today? What do I want to accomplish today? It's constantly at every angle, every move, we have to make decisions. Absolutely. And I think that's what's really, and maybe you can attest to this too, but that's what I found on my journey that was missing. I mean, I saw so many different books, so many different CDs, podcasts about particular people's journey to success. I, I saw all that. But the reality was, is people really want to hear that you are a human being, that you have problems. I, I mean, I have periods where I don't feel like talking to anyone. I have periods where I'm absolutely motivated and things are just going, I mean, perfectly. I mean, it's like you're on fire. And then there's other periods where you may be down. That's the realities of being human. And I don't think that aspect of personal development is really shared enough. I mean, people look at these people that are successful and it's just like, ah, you know, I want to be just like this person or this person is so lucky because they have this. No, you don't know their backstory. You don't know what they've gone through to get to the period of success that they are in. And I think this is really what's lacking. So I try, I always try to stress the humanity and the the reality of being an entrepreneur or going after a particular goal or a dream. That's the reality of it. People need to hear that because believe it or not, that keeps people connected to you in a sense of, wow, this person is successful, but they're just like me. They go through their um, average things just like me. I never want a person to look at me or listen to me or see me and feel like, I'm at just just particular level that's unattainable or I'm impervious to emotions because that's not reality. But I believe sometimes the way that things are presented, people can adapt that particular state of mind. So I am a very, very big proponent of emphasizing that, look, I am just like you are. I just decided and I've been blessed to be able to come up with a system and come up with actions that have led me to a period of success. And I'm still going. I still have my trials. I still have my um, obstacles, just like the average person. And that's what I always want to keep, that authenticity in my message, because I just truly feel like it's lacking. It's, mm-hmm. I, I really believe that. Well, thank you for being honest with us today and, and being so human. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. What inspired you to write this particular book? 
I mean, this is a uh, the project that's taking place now. This is the project that you're going to bring down to Washington D.C. at some point. <laughs> what what inspired you to write the book, and um, you know what makes the book unique and different? You touched upon it earlier, but let's talk a little bit about it in more detail so that people can pick it up and know from the start what they're going to get out of it. Well, what makes this book so different is the way that it came about. My intentions of writing a book was to to see how I could I add the greatest value to someone, to help someone. And the amazing aspect about it is it really broke down to be a sequential set of steps that I took in my own personal life to get me to where I was. So you're not going to hear a whole lot of fluff. You're not going to you're not going to see that particular thing in this book. You're going to see an introduction to the process that a human being has actually taken to get to the point to where they are now. And I, I don't sugarcoat it. I, I don't make it sound like cotton candy or anything like that. I mean, it's the reality of it. And I think people really, really need to see that. So that's what makes that that's what makes the book different. And these are principles that I use presently every single day of my life. That's what makes this book different. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, I received a lot of great feedback because the reality of it is, is I, when I wrote this book, I said, if I can help change one person's life, that's mission accomplished. Um, it wasn't about selling a bunch of books or things like that. I didn't write it with that intention because every time I think about the reaction I get from helping people change their lives, I see myself in that person. I don't ever want my desire is to help as many people as I can not to be in the place that I was to where I was this passionate kid. I had all these dreams and these goals and I was sidetracked by, you know, other people's perceptions, um, you know, what was considered the norm. And I just buried all of my passion and my aspirations at that particular period in my life. And I'm blessed now to pretty much be on course. But if I can prevent anybody from burying their dreams or allowing their dreams to die with them, then that's what I'm going to do. So I'm very, very serious when I say when a person comes to me for coaching or when a person comes to me and, and wants feedback or a question, I do the best that I can to respond to them because I know what it's like to be in a position where you are, where your dreams are dying, where your passion is dying because you're not doing anything in your life working towards that. So that's what um, that's what makes the book different. Um, that's what makes me different in every aspect of what I do. And that is the true essence of personal development. It's everything. It's your health and wellness. It's your mindset. It's um, your finances. It's um, um, your emotional stability. It's all these different things that we deal with in our everyday life. Well, thank you very much for your passion. Um, I know that we definitely talked a little bit about um, entrepreneurship because you're an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, we're business owners. What advice would you like to give to aspiring entrepreneurs? The advice I would like to give with an, to an aspiring entrepreneur is this. Make sure, you're, make sure you are self-aware. Don't become an entrepreneur because you think it's sexy or it's appealing or it just sounds good because entrepreneurship is like the thing to do now. Make sure you're self-aware enough to know what am I passionate about, what direction do I see my life going, one, and where I want my life to go. That's very important. 
So before you even venture into entrepreneurship, make sure it's something that you visualize yourself doing um, like it's a mission. You want it to all, almost always be like it's a purpose that you're fulfilling, a need, a problem that you're solving. And never be about yourself. Never be an entrepreneur because you're trying to be self-serving because it's not going to work. You have to be at a place where you are adding value to other people. That is the priority, to add value and to enhance the quality of life for someone else. Your product, your brand, whatever it is you are presenting as an entrepreneur should do that. And it could be one specific thing that's fine, but the purpose should always be on enhancing and empowering and serving the life of other people because the money and all that stuff will come. But a true entrepreneur and one that is very successful, they know how to solve a problem. There's a particular problem that that particular segment is experiencing and you have the answer. So focus on that. That would be my biggest tip for an entrepreneur. Focus on that. What gift and skill set do you have that allows you to solve a major problem that a lot of people are experiencing? And I'll say that again. What gift or skill set do you have or passion or desire to that can help solve a problem that a lot of people are currently dealing with, a pressing problem? And I think when you have that que- the answer to that question, then that's what you base your, your, your business around. You base your brand around because it's going to truly separate you from other people. That's great. Thank you so much for that. So let me ask you this. What are you uh, excited about, Miyoko? What are you excited about uh, this year and moving into the, the second half of the year and beyond with your business, with your vision, with your mission for life? Oh, absolutely. I am totally excited. I'm working on a conference, uh, actually a conference conference for next year and a retreat um, in 2018 that I'm really excited about. Um, I did speak uh, briefly about um, getting a curriculum together. I'm actually doing a program slash curriculum based off my book, and it's coming ama- it's come it's being amazing, actually. It's been amazing. Um, that is in development. I'm truly, truly excited about it. I can't wait till it's done so I can officially talk about it and just blast it to everybody. (laughs) Uh, But I'm really, really excited about it because there's nothing like this out there where someone can actually take and go through a system, an actual personal development system in their life. Um, And it's an extension of a program that I'm actually going to be uh, launching available for uh, professional athletes as well. So there's a lot of things that I'm doing that I'm truly excited about. Um, and it's amazing how this book has turned into a manual and turned into a series of things that I'm going to be doing in the future. So me helping somebody's life and me um, being able to make a difference, that that truly is a great feeling to me. So I'm excited about the future and uh, you know about the potential number of lives that will be changed and impacted um, based on what I'm doing. So that's what I'm really excited about. So I got a lot of things coming along in the future and just stay tuned and um, I'm excited about it and we'll be happy to share it with you. That's great. Well, we'll keep us posted on that. So as we come to a close, I would like to ask this very important question and it's about uh, the most important lesson that you have learned so far in your life. The most important lesson I've learned in my life is when you are an entrepreneur, okay, when you have a passion and you feel like your purpose to do something, you have that vision You cannot depend on other people for particular level of support. And here's why. 
you are a visionary. That vision was given to you. You know the ins and outs of it. And what happens is oftentimes we get discouraged because our loved ones, I'm very, very close to my family, love my family. So what happened with me, for example, is when I had a vision for what I was doing, everybody was just like, oh, that's great. Oh, that's good. Some of them probably were like, oh, he's crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they said that. Um, but they didn't understand. And it really weighed on me emotionally until I came to the conclusion, you know what? It's okay. Now my family's fine because they see certain aspects of my vision manifesting. So it's, it's, everything's fine and your family will come along, but you have to remember if it's your vision, you are the visionary. Nobody sees this, but you, so you cannot expect everybody to jump on the bandwagon and support you. They can support you and say, you know what? I believe in you. You can do it. All that's fine and well, but you have to realize that when you have a vision that was given to you, not anybody else. So you can't expect everyone to grasp your idea or be excited about your idea. I often tell people you need to engage with people who are entrepreneurs, who are innovators, other people like yourself that are successful because they all get excited with you because they understand. But the majority of people, entrepreneurs, we are strange to them. We think differently than they do. Being an entrepreneur is a lifestyle and many people don't realize that. So that's that's what be, will be the biggest lesson for me um, to, to convey to the audience is that when you have a vision, it is up to you. You believe in that vision. You carry out the actions in that vision. Everyone else that's supposed to be in your life, they'll come along later. But you are the originator. It's just like being the author of a book. You, know, you can't expect everybody to be excited about reading your book when they don't know the contents of what's in it. So it's the same thing with a vision. You have to believe in that vision. You have to be fired up. You have to be excited about that. Don't let anybody else put your fire out because people will do that. So you stick to your vision. Realize that it is for you. It is for you to cultivate. It is for you to take action on. And then everything else, it will fall in place. But remember that. It is your vision. It is for you. You want to be an entrepreneur. You want to be a visionary. You want to change the world. Then you have to accept the fact that not everybody, in fact, the majority of people are not going to understand what you're doing because it is for you. Well, Mayoko, for the entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs out there who are needing a support system, possibly a coach, how do they reach you? They can go to my site, www.miyokotaylor.com, and that's Image and Mary, E-I-Y-O-K-O, Taylor.com. They can also uh, catch me on Twitter and Instagram. It's Miyoko Taylor, um, and on Facebook at Official Miyoko Taylor. And it's not a bot. I mean, if I send you a comment, it's literally me. I love engaging with people on social media, and they can actually reach me by email too. My first name, Miyoko, M is in Mary, E-I-Y-O-K-O, at MiyokoTaylor.com. Look forward to hearing from you, and um, I look forward to um, helping other people like yourself um, to uh, change the world. Thank you so much for bringing your excitement and passion. I really love the hearing it in your voice um, with every sentence that you speak. So I appreciate that you are truly doing what you love and are going to touch those uh, 100 million and more lives. Thank you so much for being our guest and now being a part of the SOAR Community Network. We really appreciate the work that you do. And collectively, together, um, we're going to help so many people soar with their unique gifts and talents and change the world. 
Thank you so Absolutely, much. Absolutely, Molly. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners, our loyal fans and followers. We love you. You know that. I appreciate you for tuning in, and we will bring more amazing content and, content and inspiring thought leaders your way very soon. Take good care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of SOAR Podcast. Join us by visiting soarcommunitynetwork.com.